The latest figures come as the government continues to face questions and increasing pressure to ramp up testing, particularly of frontline NHS workers. Number 10 insists that their testing capacity will increase, but confirmed that only 2,000 of 1.2 million NHS employees have been screened so far. It comes amid warnings from health leaders that hospitals are also running out of protective equipment. Holly Hudson, London. Here in the United States, the death toll has risen above 4,000, with President Trump and members of his coronavirus task force now warning there could be as many as 240,000 deaths unless every member of the public observes lockdown orders and social distancing guidelines. I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. We're going to go through a very tough two weeks, and then hopefully, as the experts are predicting, as I think a lot of us are predicting after having studied it so hard, you're going to start seeing some real light at the end of the tunnel, but this is going to be a very painful two weeks. In fact, the president's experts say they are deeply worried other metropolitan areas, including Detroit and New Orleans, could soon see the kind of crisis engulfing New York. Spain has reported another big rise in deaths from coronavirus, 864 in just 24 hours. The Wimbledon Tennis Championships have been cancelled for the first time since World War II because of COVID-19. And in Ethiopia, parliamentary elections due to take place in August have been suspended, as Coletta Wanjohi reports from FSN's bureau in Addis Ababa. The Ethiopian National Electoral Board says it decided to call off August polls after conducting a detailed assessment on the impact COVID-19 would have on its operations. It found that mandatory preventative measures like social distancing will impede its ability to properly train election officials or distribute election materials across the country. The board also notes that the pandemic will affect voter registration that was planned to begin in April. Opposition parties that had registered for the elections have accepted the changes but asked the body to consult with them before it sets a new date. I'm Coletta Njohi in Addis Ababa. Sad news from the world of jazz. Trumpeter Wallace Roney has died of coronavirus in New Jersey. He was mentored by Miles Davis, won a Grammy in 1994, was nominated for another three years later. Paying tribute, the Lincoln Center called him a true modern great. Wallace Roney was 59. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Activated by contract termination. Rumors of our demise are greatly exaggerated. Welcome to Stacy on the Right with your host, Stacy Washington. She's blessed to be a Bible reading, gun toting, Air Force veteran, wife, and mom, righteously American. Welcome, friends. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're a little early because I have coalitions calls this afternoon, and I wanted to get a show in today. It is, uh, it's, it's interesting times with everybody being here. I'm literally so busy um, that I get to the time where I'm like, I, you know, I would have normally been here by myself all day preparing and doing all kinds of things that have to do with work. And instead, there are people here, and I'm kind of, it's everything's all discombobulated in the age of corona 
but that's good. That's a good thing. I'm not complaining. So today on the program, we are going to talk about the origins of uh, the, Wuhan, the Wuhan flu, Wu flu, uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, novel coronavirus, um, China virus. You name your favorite way of calling it. Um, we're all talking about the same thing here. And the origins of it are important because as we become more of a global society, whether it's by hook or by crook, by your choice or by the choice of bureaucrats we've elected who've kind of gone to Washington, D.C. and forgotten why we sent them there, um, they're not supposed to represent people from other nations. They're supposed to represent us, but that's a whole other show. Uh, today we're going to talk about where the virus is coming from. So full disclosure for me, I have a good friend who is like, she's as smart as a whip, and she sent me this article about the origins of the China virus. And she sent it to me and I read it and I thought, oh my gosh, if this is true, it's unbelievable. But I didn't want to talk about it here on the show because, you know, I like to have stuff that's verified. I like to have more than one source. So I, I like to feel like something that I'm sharing, uh, I'm not going to have to come back later and take it back because y'all know I'll do it. If I need to issue a correction, I will do it with a heartbeat, you know, within a heartbeat and move on with my life. But I try to be kind of careful so I don't have to worry about doing that, right? So, um, the way I've been looking at it is this is information that I'm glad that I have. And in back channels and lots of discussions with other people, I have been talking about this and a lot of people have read this article and they're, they're really aware of it, but orders of magnitude, more Americans are unaware. And so it was interesting that Tucker Carlson came through with it last night. So we're going to listen to a pretty nice size clip from Tucker Carlson last night. And then I'm going to explain to you what's in this article, which is on this website by this guy named capitalist Eric. And then we are going to listen to some good news. There's some really great news that's out today and I want to share it. And then we'll talk a little bit about encouragement because um, I, I think if you're listening to this show, you probably know that if you're feeling fearful, you go to the word, you know, you have, you have your, your, your wits about you, but there are a lot of people who listen to the show who literally, that maybe it's your first time or maybe it's your first time hearing this concept because you, you know, you're not religious. You don't have any moorings with a biblical worldview or anything like that. And these precepts work for everyone. So it's not as if you have to go through some long initiation process before you can pick the Bible up, read it, and uh, have the things within it. They're true for every person who is operating within the truth. So if you want to start operating within the truth, today's your day. I'm going to give you a really great, quick way of banishing fear and moving on. So let's dig into this because I do have a coalitions call today. And I'm excited about getting to hear what's new with the campaign, especially since the majority of the president's efforts right now are not towards reelection. They're towards uh, protecting Americans and trying to get rid of the scourge that we're battling. Uh, so let's first, um, it's Tucker Carlson. He's on the show and he's talking about um, he's talking about the coronavirus and where it came from and the origins. Let's take a listen. And speaking of the Chinese government, on February 6th, scientists from the South China University of Technology uploaded a paper on the origins of coronavirus. Where did it come from? Well, this offers some clue. At the time, the official death toll in China from the coronavirus was 564. The paper made a number of notable observations and claims that are worth knowing about, and that's why we're telling you. We want to be clear that we're not endorsing any of these conclusions. We haven't independently confirmed them. We can't. But you should keep in mind as you hear this that these findings come from Chinese scientists who work for a university that is controlled by the Chinese government. So whatever else they are, the views you're about to hear are probably not racist anti-Chinese propaganda. Here's what the paper says. 
First, the scientists confirm what scientists around the world have said they believe. The virus most likely came from an animal known as the intermediate horseshoe bat. Here's the striking thing. There are no known colonies of this bat within 900 kilometers of Wuhan, nor is there any evidence that they were sold in the Wuhan wet market despite many claims in the American media to the contrary, including on this show, by the way. Last night we did a segment on wet markets, the one in Wuhan included, and suggested that this bat was sold there. But let's be clear, the only actual analysis of that question that we're aware of is in this paper. These scientists interviewed almost 60 people, 59 of them, who frequented the Wuhan wet market. They confirmed there were no horseshoe bats for sale there, period. So that raises the question, where did the virus-carrying bats come from? And the paper says this, quote, We screened the area around the market and identified two laboratories conducting research on bat coronavirus. Within a few hundred yards of the wet market was something called the Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention. According to public reports, the center used intermediate horseshoe bats for research. Then about seven miles away was another facility. This one was called the Wuhan Institute of Vi Virology. The Virology Institute also conducted research on intermediate horseshoe bats, the ones that were not sold at the wet market. South China University scientists concluded that the coronavirus pandemic, the one that people are dying from here, likely came from one of these two government labs in Wuhan. They noticed that a scientist at the Wuhan Center for Disease Control and Prevention had been exposed to the blood and urine of horseshoe bats. They also suggested that infected tissue samples from research animals may have wound up in the Wuhan wet market. And they ended the paper this way, quote, the killer coronavirus probably originated from a laboratory in Wuhan. Safety levels may need to be reinforced in high-risk biohazardous laboratories. Regulations may be taken to relocate these laboratories far away from city centers and other densely populated places, end quote. So he goes on a little bit further than that, but suffice it to say, he just broke it down for you. But listen to what capitalist Eric had to say. Uh, and this is a this is fascinating because all of this was found online. So if any person wants to know the origin of this virus and who created it, because it has markers in it for HIV, um, that does not naturally occur. Viruses don't just mutate into other diseases on their own. They have to be engineered that way. So this is from Capitalist Eric. And I recommend that you read this for yourself and really Unpack it for yourself. Follow some of the links that he provides and see if you believe it. I'm providing this to you as information. We still need more. We, we actually need our government. Like, don't we have 18 intelligence agencies? Shouldn't one or two of them be tasked with locating the origin of this virus, finding out if we had any role to play in creating it through our research universities and our um, we have this huge policy of bringing in foreigners to study at our universities and do research, and then they get to take the research and their expertise back to their home country. And it's information sharing and educational knowledge expansion that is really wonderful for us to have. But in the relationship with China, I think it's really problematic. So let's dig into this. Here it is. Uh, Capitalist Eric says, what, there's the obvious question, because he said he never believed for one second that bats were sold that created this virus by someone carrying the mixed body fluids of the bats and other animals, and then it mutated into a virus and then became uh, you know, COVID-19. He said, why would anyone be so stupid as to build something like this? Because the question is, if it wasn't naturally occurring, then why would someone build it? And he says, the answer is quite simple. In a secret speech given to high-level Communist Party cadres nearly two decades ago, Chinese Defense Minister, Minister Ch General Xi 
Huaoshen, explained a long-range plan for ensuring a Chinese national renaissance using biological weapons. The idea was to develop and deploy bioweapons and destroy the USA so that they could literally walk in and colonize it for themselves, leaving the contaminated, destroyed land they now live on. So you have to read the whole article for yourself, but he then moves on and talks about an acquaintance who happens to have a PhD in computational molecular biology, talking to him on January 17th, saying that the coronavirus is genetically engineered. He says that this was confirmed February 8th by the peer-reviewed Virology Journal, Volume 16, publication date April 2020, and he provides a link. The authors of the paper explain in the full text, quote, this furin-like cleavage site may provide a gain of function to the 2019 NCO capital V for efficient spreading in the human population. The underlying implication there that's very subtle is that the only possible reason for this modification is the creation of a biological warfare weapon. There are no other plausible explanations for why someone would create a virus with this level of contagion. Also, these you know different types of diseases introduced into this virus so that it can have properties that are really deadly to human beings. So there's a BSL-4 lab and it's in Wuhan, China. And the growth of the virus and its spread is in large concentric circles around that lab. More and more people were exposed, which makes it abundantly clear that that is the epicenter, that is where it originated from. Then people flying on local airlines passed the virus from China into other countries. Now that there's a footnote in that, which is look at what they've done to Italy. Look at what they've done to Iran. Look at what they've done to the United States. I'm not talking about regular Chinese citizens who travel to China a lot. They probably have the highest rate of return home travel of any ethnicity that immigrates into the United States. They travel to China frequently for Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year, as it's known, and other celebrations. They go back there, they celebrate, then they come back to the United States. So... The Chinese are really great at stealing technology and ideas. I'm back on uh, capitalist Eric's site here. He says they're really good at running with them. They're not particularly smart thinkers and inventors. So how did they develop something so new and radical as this on their own? And the answer is they didn't. Capitalist Eric says the virus was created at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and they published the highlights of their creation in November of 2015. The list of scholars associated with this virus includes Zheng Li Shi, who just happens to represent Key Laboratory of Special Pathogens and Biosafety, Wuhan Institute of Biology, Chinese Academy of Sciences, Wuhan, China. There were other scientists, mostly representing UNC, but there were also people from Bellinosa Institute of Microbiology, Zurich, Switzerland, and Harvard Medical School. So from Wikipedia, in 2014, Shi Zheng Li was the recipient of a number of U.S. government grants as well as grants from the National Basic Research Program of China, the Chinese Academy of Science, the National Natural Science Foundation of China, and from the Strategic Priority Research Program of Chinese Academy of Sciences to assist in funding research into coronaviruses. The picture he has of her here is, I don't know where she is, it looks like she's in the United States. She's cute in a button with a little double-breasted trench coat on, and she's smiling into the camera. So she was paid well by the U.S. government with taxpayer dollars and the Chinese government to do research into, into coronaviruses. 
So using, quote, using the SARS-CoV reverse genetic system 2, we generated and characterized a chimeric virus expressing the spike of bat coronavirus SHC014 into a mouse-adapted SARS-CoV backbone. The results indicate that group 2B viruses encoding the SHC014 spike in a wild-type backbone can efficiently use multiple orthologs of the SARS receptor human angiotensin Converting enzyme 2, ACE2, to replicate efficiently in primary human airway cells and achieve in vitro titers equivalent to epidemic strains of SARS-CoV-V. Additionally, in vivo experiments demonstrate replication of the chimeric virus in mouse lung with notable pathogenesis. Evaluation of available SARS-based immune therapeutic and prophylactic modalities reveal poor efficacy. Both monoclonal antibody and vaccine approaches failed to neutralize and protect from infection with CoVs using the novel spike protein. Did you get that? In effect, they took severe acute respiratory syndrome a virus carried by bats that was making the rounds back in 2003 and reverse engineered the genetic coding inside the virus itself. They then inserted additional proteins to enhance the efficiency of the virus inside human lungs, making it more deadly, while at the same time making it extremely difficult to vaccinate against. The new virus has multiple proteins with which to attack. Interestingly, the cells that they utilized for this experimentation were originally obtained from Fort Detrick. So they created a hybrid virus that's far more deadly that in their eyes could not be vaccinated against. Then they noted that their DNA, the new DNA that they created, genetically engineered into the virus, constitutes a gain in pathogenesis. That's a gain of function. They admit it. Pathogenesis means lethality and infectiousness. And Dr. Shi learns how to perform gain of function operations within viruses. After she learns this deadly skill in America, she travels back to Wuhan, China. So fast forward to 2019, November, which I really think it was October, but you know, A breach of containment occurs at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Patient zero is detected somewhere between December 1st and December 12th of 2019. And they don't know at this time the circumstances around patient zero. We don't know if that person is alive or dead, how containment was breached, and we probably never will know. That person probably was burned in one of the hundreds of incinerators they erected around Wuhan as they allowed those people to die because they didn't want the information about the virus and where it was coming from to get out of China. So the new coronavirus, now deemed 2019 NCOV or COVID-19, <laughs> there's a group of authors, along with Dr. Xi, published a paper on January 23rd of 2020 saying that of probable bat origin, quote, pairwise protein sequence analysis of seven conserved non-structural proteins domains show that this virus belongs to the species of SARS-SARS-CoV, 
the same cell entry receptor, angiotensin-converting enzyme 2, or ACE2, as SARS-CoV. So simply put, this enhanced version of the hybrid virus that they developed at UNC with Fort Detrick support back in 2015, they announced that they know what it is because they helped to build it, and woo-woo, it's now out, and it is a pandemic across the globe. So it is no stretch of the imagination when President Trump says that the Chinese are responsible for the spread of this virus. Not Chinese Americans, Chinese government, the communists, the shycoms, as our you know radio overlord Rush Limbaugh likes to call them. They're responsible for this. They created it. They used some of our money and expertise to do it. And the end goal is what you see happening right now, the downing of the American economy and so many other horrible things. And I want to make a point right there before we move on because we have to get to all these things. What would be the American economic outlook right now? Because we know this was going to happen. So this is no shock. They created back in 2015. It was eventually going to get out. What better time to release it than when President Trump has the Chicoms literally with their heads banging against the wall because they can't force him to let them have the same deal they've had for the past 35 years, which is robbing American businesses and entrepreneurs of their intellectual property, producing cheap knockoffs to sell into the Asian world, and doing all of that with a trade deficit that benefits them and robs America's future, our children and our grandchildren, of their rightful inheritance of a booming American economy that is unmatched by any other nation in the world. So if you're a communist in China and you've been negotiating with Trump and you've been at Mar-a-Lago and you've taken the cute pictures, but every time you go to the negotiating table, when you leave, you feel like you've been beaten by Muhammad Ali in his prime, you are going to want to do something about that. And the virus that you had in your back pocket hiding away in Wuhan probably sounds like a really great way to, if not tank the economy, at least kill off a bunch of older Americans who vote for President Trump. If you just kill off the older Americans, that's awesome for you. But what if you can go a step further and because you don't want to kill off the Americans and because Americans are so much more interested in the lives of our citizens, even with our high abortion rate and all the different things we do around here with murder and gangs and all that stuff, no other country matches our interest in preserving human life. It's a part of our Judeo-Christian ethos and we kill at it. We're good at preserving the lives of people that we care about. We'll do anything. Superstars will create songs. We will raise money. We'll do anything to preserve our way of life and preserve the lives of Americans. And so the side benefit is, okay, so he's not going to kill off a bunch of boomers, but he is going to tank the economy. And I'm talking about the leader of China and the Shycom. So what they're doing, they're trying to destroy America's economic prowess because U.S. presidents don't win re-election when the economy is in a recession, except for Barack Obama because he had a black card. So if you look at it that way, then the obvious next question for those of us who have brain synapses firing at 110% is while the liberals are screaming for Joe Biden to take over, who would he destroy this economy? What would have happened if it had been Hillary Clinton? Well, we would have continued the slow growth, dragging ourselves out of the recession, like a 300 pound person on a ventilator trying to walk up you know, a flight of stairs. We just would have been slowly, one step at a time. We'd still be in a recession, basically. Remember the new normal 1.7 GDP growth? We've blasted through that twice over, and we would still, we would be doing even better than that if it weren't for this pandemic, which is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. This is not natural. It was engineered. 
But if it had been Hillary Clinton in the presidency, then we would actually be sitting here talking about a depression. The benefit that we have and the thing that we need to be literally down on our knees thanking God for is that the economic growth experienced under President Trump provided a buffer for us as Americans. The record low unemployment provided a buffer. So, yes, we have 6.6 million new jobless claims. That's terrible, and we got to do something about it. But the buffer that has been provided to us by having a businessman in the White House has actually been so beneficial for us because we have a place from which to rebound. If we were in depression territory right now, we would not have a place from which to rebound. So again, I just thank God for allowing President Trump to be the president instead of Hillary Clinton. So there was a Lancet study published on January 24th of 2020 showing that 83% of the people exposed to COVID-19 had respiratory distress and as and of the sick, mortality rate was 15% with 12% surviving but suffering cardiac injury. So that works out to about 12% of the population. And the average number of people infected by a sick, per sick person is incredibly high. Now, this was what he wrote back in January. I'm not going to quote these numbers now because obviously these are results that are taken on populations that are not representative of the United States. And if you've noticed, because the CHICOMs are lying about how much virus they still have going on in their country because they're tired of getting blamed for it. They're embarrassed and they have bots all over Twitter. If you say China virus, the bot responds back to you that it's the Trump virus. They're trying to blame it on President Trump and U.S. soldiers. We know that's not factual, but liberals all over are just like, yeah, it is because they would rather believe Ch communist China than anything our American president has to say. Who's he's, he's trying to save lives regardless of if they're Democrats or Republicans, right? So you can also be asymptomatic and yet contagious, and here it says for up to 27 days. But in the United States, because we have better health insurance and health care, because we are a healthier population by and large than China, we're one-third of their population, but we're far more healthy than their population is. We have better, not just um, better, uh, you know, food and, and our, our, we're healthier eaters. You know, again, that's taken into account that we have a huge obesity problem in America and, you know, but we're still overall healthier than um, people who are starving and mal and have malnutrition. Our nutrition is far and above better than what Chinese citizens get. If you, if you're looking at the whole of their population and comparing it to the whole of ours, but the big deal here is that at some point they have to be held accountable for releasing this virus from their lab to try to stop us from having president Trump be reelected. Now, that's something that we can all look at and say, wow, President Trump really must be deadly if he's got all of the Democrats, all of the media, all of academia, and now all of China working to prevent him from being reelected. I mean, that is kind of stunning, and it goes to show you just how amazing the accomplishments will be if he's allowed a second term as president. And what is arrayed against him? Literally the gates of hell arrayed against him to stop him from getting that office back. So now I want to give you the good news. It's out of University of Pittsburgh Medical School. They made an announcement today, and I thought it was so fantastic. Here it is. So for this vaccine, we're going to deliver the antigen with a novel technology that's uh, referred to as a dissolvable microneedle array. What the microneedle array is able to do is to deliver the vaccine antigen directly into those areas of the skin that are made to make an immune response. And so it results in a very potent vaccine. When you're thinking about how these microneedle arrays are actually used in practice, think about them as almost like a band-aid. And so the microneedle array is simply applied to the skin topically, 
pressed into place very shortly and then taken off and thrown away. And then the antigen is already delivered. And the biggest challenge is then scale up uh, the production to, to the number that the, this vaccine is gonna be eventually needed. We have a technology that is uh, pretty common technology, it's not rocket science, is a sub-unit vaccine which is uh, uh, relatively uh, easy to manufacture and uh, is scalable. We think that the, if immunogenic uh, with the combination of the delivery system uh, can make possible candidate uh, for a pandemic vaccine. So I think it's important to remember that this vaccine and other vaccines that are gonna be emerging are really the result of a lot of work that's been done by scientists in very diverse areas and we need to bring all those scientists together from different areas working together to be successful in this effort. And that's what's happening here. Wow, so that's fantastic. And it flies in the face of what we were told, uh, obviously what they have pre presented in these research papers that they've put out. And I'm talking about Dr. Xi and her counterparts who created the COVID-19 virus they felt that it would be impossible to create a vaccine for because of the way they engineered it. Thank God they don't know everything about science and that science does not conform to the will of man. Rather, science is science and theories have to be tested and tested and retested. And even something that's genetically engineered to harm Americans can have a bit of a backlash of an effect. Now, remember how many times I've told you on this show how dangerous it is for us to plan bad things for our enemies or to do bad things to our enemies um, let vengeance be God's. Well, here's what's interesting. In this piece here, written by capitalist Eric, who he gets mad props from me, um, he says, there's a bit of a silver lining so far. The fatality rates in non-Asian countries have been substantially lower than in China. And from another paper, which he links to, so you can check all of this out for yourself, it has been determined that those ACE2 receptors that the coronavirus attached to are far more prevalent in Asian people than in whites and blacks, about five times more prevalent, which might account for the mortality rate for Asians being five times higher than non-Asians. An outstanding analysis of this has been done in this Zero Hedge summary. He provides a link showing that the bottom line is if your heritage doesn't include China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Vietnam, or the Korean Peninsula, your chances of getting through this virus unscathed could be pretty strong. In an ironic twist fit only for a B-movie, the Frankenstein virus they've created may well destroy them instead of their Western enemies. Now, here's the thing. We probably will never know until maybe it'll be later when we're able to get accurate population counts on how many people in China have died from this virus. So we won't be able to verify that what capitalist Eric is alleging here is actually true. But I will say this. Uh, it's going to come out eventually. What population counts are in China will eventually come out. They've expelled the media. They've kicked out the Washington Post, uh, the, uh, er, the big-named media organizations who had news reporters on the ground who were observing what was happening, not just in Wuhan but across the country. They expelled all of them over a month ago because they want to tell the rest of the world that the real country that has the biggest problem with this virus is America. And we do have some issues. We have 45% of our country, 45% of the people here are overweight or suffering from some immune suppressive disease um, or have had some kind of a surgery or on, are on medication. So they are immune compromised and therefore, I mean, I've had surgery before. I don't know if that makes me as susceptible as one of our kids. We have two kids who are, who, who are immune suppressed, um, which means they're much 
they they have a heavy likelihood of being seriously injured or higher risk of death from this virus. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's a perfect bomb to set off in America. And we are seeing a huge number of people who are actually getting getting the, the COVID-19 and suffering from it and going on ventilators. And we've had people die. But we have still not even approached near parity with the number of people who die from the flu every year. So is COVID-19 the flu? No. Is it the same as the flu? No. The flu is a naturally occurring coronavirus, and this is a bio, bioengineered um, death match that was unleashed on the world by China in order to subvert the will of the American people. So no, it's not the flu. So I, if you're planning on emailing me and saying, what in a comparison? Worry about yourself. But let's get into something that we know. And, and this is where the rubber meets the road, people, because as interesting as this story is and it's the truth, I really believe it's the truth now. Before, when I first read it, I was like, wow, if this is true, it's unbelievable. My husband and I were sitting up talking about it. I was like, I, can you believe the evil of people? And he was like, yes, of course. I mean, because, you know, that's what we are. We're evil and depraved, and that's why we need a savior. But I'll tell you this. Uh, he also goes on to say there's a certain another aspect of the type of viral transmission being that there are certain people who just don't seem to be affected by viruses of this type. And it has to do with the selenium in plasma. So those who have enough selenium are immune to this and all other enveloped viruses. And selenium can be obtained from Brazil nuts, selenium pills, or astragalus tea. Um, and then he has some other information here, which is why it's so important that you read this. So I got to make sure that this link is in the show notes today. But let's talk a little bit about what God's word says. You might have seen the post that I did. Um, it's the scripture, if my people who are called by my name. Well, that one starts off with when I send the locusts, the fires, and the plague. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and repent of their sins, I will hear from heaven and heal their land. People are quoting that one a lot, but they're leaving off the part about the plague. So that's why I did the blog post. And let's get a little bit further, okay? Because this, this is where I just, I get so excited whenever you can find something written a couple thousand years ago by people who'd never heard of televisions or live streams or anything. And when that word that was written then, which is the word of God, applies to our very situation, word for word, line by line, I get, I get excited. I get ready to just start hipping and hopping and whatever I can do because I know God is real and he's on the throne and he's speaking to us through his word. If we just dare crack it open, if we will just dare open God's word. So here it is. And you can find uh, all of this on my Twitter feed, Stacy on the right. I tweeted out Psalm, Psalm 91 today. Here's what it says. It says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. So if you're feeling fear right now, this is for you. If you're feeling overwhelmed, this is for you. You hold on to God's word like your life depends on it. You say it aloud to yourself. You print this off. You walk around the house saying it. Maybe you go out in the yard and take your shoes off and walk in the grass and say this out loud and then rejoice because God is for you. He's for me. He's for all of us. Check it out. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and the deadly pestilence. That's the plague. He says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. He will 
You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness. Did you hear that? He says the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, you're not going to fear it. Nor the plague that destroys at midday. These are the, these are the coronavirus he's talking about. The SARS and the, the MERS and all that. This is what he's talking about. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe what your eyes with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No, no disaster will come near your home for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. But you got to reverse that when you're reading this up loud. You got to say, because I love you, God, you will rescue me. You will protect me for I acknowledge your name. King of kings, most high God, my refuge and my strength, my redeemer, my father, my shelter. You acknowledge him. And then he says, he goes on in the psalm, he will call on me and I will answer him. You will, I will call on you, God, and you will answer me. You will be with me in trouble. You will deliver me and honor me. With long life, will you satisfy me and show me your salvation? You say that through out loud a couple of times and banish that fear from your mind. I don't care what they bioengineer in China. I don't care what little nasty, evil kind of grotesque Frankenstein type scientists they fly from over there to here and they abuse our research universities and institutions and they take American taxpayer dollars and they form up a virus no weapon formed against you shall prosper that's what God's word says even if it comes from the pit of China and it joins together with the pit of hell and tries to take out America it is only if we bow the knee to some other God besides the most high to some other idol besides the one who made it all for us who is looking for a relationship with us so that he can operate through us to bring about his will on the earth only when we deny that can shy comms and nasty researchers take us out so even though the prognosis is dire even though they're saying if we go a day or two past thing or past easter we are going to lose our economy and we're going to be in a depression and the effects will be felt for decades past i deny those prognostications of doom and i stand on god's word he will heal our land so in this time where you're at home and you have your quarantine thoughts and you're trying to figure out what to do, by all means, go on social media, handle your gardening projects. I know I am. Spend time with your family, but get in God's word. The blessings are right here for us and the fields are white with harvest. This is the time when people are afraid and they've lost their job but they will be much more susceptible to listening to the truth about Jesus Christ and his saving grace. And what better time for us as Christians to show the world that we were prepared. We don't have to be afraid because there's no toilet paper on the shelves because we were prepared. We don't have to be afraid about food or anything else like that because we know no matter what happens, we are in a Christian community where people are going to band together and help each other. We have to make that happen. And more than anything, 
We are not blown hither and yon and tossed about any which way but loose because our hearts are stayed on him. We are low and smooth. We don't have to be blown about. We don't have to be afraid and we don't have to look upon the wickedness emanating from Wuhan, China and fear grip our hearts. We don't have to do that. Not only do we not have to do it, but that's that's foreign to us. That's anathema to us. We don't know that way of living any longer because we have found Jesus Christ and he dwells within us and our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. And within that everlasting saving power, we know that we not only don't have to fear death, but we need fear no man. You don't have to fear any man because what can they do to you when you belong to Jesus Christ? And in the end, even if they take your life, even if your life is forfeit, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Because you get to be just on the other side, you're with Jesus. There's no waiting period. There's no going up under this. There's no purgatory. You're just going straight to be with the Father. Created body, streets of glass, jewels underneath. I mean, I just, <laughs> there's no describing the awesomeness that awaits us who know him and have been saved by him and redeemed by him and are co-heirs with Christ, a royal priesthood clothed in white and untouchable by the enemy. He cannot touch God's anointed. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you want to, it's as simple as saying, Lord, I am a sinner and I can't save myself, but you sent Jesus to die on the cross and he did. And then he rose again on the third day. And he is now seated at the right hand of the father, pleading at the mercy seat. And I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. And I want to be saved. Please come into my heart. And then you go get baptized and start going to church and yucking it up. When, I mean, we can't go now, but you can watch the live stream and you can, you know, come on. You, it's available to you. And then you also are in that same number that I was just describing there. The royal priesthood clothed in white. All those goodies, they're yours. So you can say that prayer, accept him, come alongside. If you're already a Christian, you're listening to this and you're not hooper and hollering, I don't know what's wrong with you. You've been sedated and you couldn't get the feeling, but listen to it again. Just rewind it back and listen to it one more time. Get you some of that Holy Spirit inspired firepower. Plug into the source. And if, if you feel latent and dead and you just can't get it going, Get your word out and start reading it aloud. Start with Psalm 91, but if you have a favorite scripture that's better for you, go there. Keep reading it aloud until you start to come alive. Turn your TV off. Put your phone on the charger and leave it there for 24 hours. Let the Lord speak to you. Go out in nature. Walk. Maybe get in the face of a child if you have one. Let God speak to you. You are alive and not dead, and God is certainly not surprised by the coronavirus pandemic or anything else that is happening in America. So whether it's judgment or whether it's another opportunity that God is going to use to not only bring his name to fame in the nations, but to draw men unto himself so that they will come to know the true saving grace that is Jesus Christ. Whatever the purpose is of this trial, walk in it with joy and confidence, knowing that he is the author and finisher of your faith and he cannot fail. He is a holy God that does not lie. He can't lie. And he will see us through this. All right, I got a little fired up there. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed. Share the show. Um, you know, when it comes to fear, I'll share. As we're going on the show here, 
one of the things that the enemy has been attacking me with is that I'll never, ever have a syndicated show again. I'll just be doing a podcast and my audience will be, you know, a sliver of what it was. And I'll never have anybody who wants me again for, for you know, for radio work. And then all of my time that I spent doing it was wasted. And when I hear that, it crushes me. And then I remember that that's not God speaking to me because he never says stuff like that. He never speaks to his children that way. That's the enemy assaulting me and attacking me and trying to prevent me from sitting down in front of this microphone and speaking God's truth to you. And so that is when I say, I take that thought captive. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus at which every knee shall bow and confess that he is Lord. And then I move on about my day because the best thing I can do is share my testimony, shame the devil and keep pushing because Jesus never stopped pushing. So I can't either until the day of his return, or I go to meet him, one or the other. Y'all, I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, let's be awesome in Jesus' name.